Welcome back to Exquisitely Aligned. I'm your host, Gina Meyer-Vincent, and I'm delighted to share with you a brilliant woman today. Here at Exquisitely Aligned, we help you express your finest self so you can live life on your terms, shining brilliantly and unapologetically. And my guest today does that perfectly. I want to read you her bio. So my guest today, Carrie Ann Cartmer Edward, likes to say she has had three careers. And you probably know if you listened to last week's episode, I am a fan of always realigning and using our gifts in many different ways. Here's how she's done it. First, as a fashion designer in Sydney, Australia. Second, as a full-time wife and mother of three in the UK. Okay, talk about changing it up. Location, what she's doing. I love it. And And the third, and by far the most challenging, I think in a great way, as a brand and marketing strategist for online entrepreneurs the world over. She uses her superpowers to help entrepreneurs showcase their brilliance with a mix of one-on-one coaching, online programs, and mastermind retreats in some of the world's most fabulous cities. And I can attest to that. Little known facts about this gorgeous woman, Carrie Ann. She has uh, dived with sharks, bent steel bars with her throat. Yes, Luckily, I wasn't there with her on either of those. <laughs> walked, walked across 1,200 degree coals. I like it hot, but maybe not that hot. And even thrown herself out of a perfectly good airplane, which I hope I never have to do. Her favorite things are travel, music, dancing. And here we are very similar. Champagne, red lipstick, and things that sparkle in no particular order. And so welcome, beautiful uh Carrie Ann, who I like to call not only uh, somebody I've met uh, years ago in a fabulous place called Marrakesh, Mm. but uh, somebody who's helped me bring my brand to life and a dear friend. So welcome. I am so happy to have you here with me today. I am so delighted to be here, gorgeous woman. (sighs) I'm, I'm so excited for this. Yes. So there are so many things we can talk about, but uh, one thing that Exquisitely Aligned stands for is us being visible and creating beauty, you know, in how we appear, like wearing a smile as an accessory. You and I both like sparkle in so many ways, um, sparkly wine, right? Sparkly jewelry oh, yeah. and, <laughs> and the sparkle of you know, a nice big smile and, and what makes us come alive. And so Mm. I believe you show up and shine brilliantly every day of the year. Even if you didn't feel well, you would be there shining. And so I wanted to ask you, have you always been an extrovert? Uh, No, short answer. (laughs) No. So, and I do think that most people that meet me, they just assume that I have always been an extrovert. And am I an extrovert now? Absolutely. You know, card carrying member of the <laughs> that's dazzle and sparkle brigade. Uh, but so, you know, to, uh, to explain it, it's almost like going back to my childhood. I say yeah. that I was raised to be ordinary. And that was very much how my parents brought me up. It was like, keep your head down. Don't make waves. Don't draw too much attention to yourself. And yeah, that's, that's so I like to call that the one size fits all paradigm or life. Like, you know, it's safer, right? Mom and dad want to keep their beautiful, gorgeous daughter safe. Yeah. Okay. Okay, sorry, I interrupted. Yeah, yeah, no, and uh, so I actually I can literally remember having a conversation with my dad. Maybe I was about sixteen or something like that, and I said, "I think I'd like to be a fashion designer." And he said, oh, "Love, just keep your feet on your ground and your head <laughs> out of the clouds." Like, and he he wanted oh, wow. me to go and do something safe. He wanted yeah. specifically. He mentioned uh, learn computing. And like, it, it's interesting. And I've said this more than once, but I do believe it's true. And I've literally <laughs> said this to my parents. It's like 
I was a baby cuckoo. It's like they loved me, but they just wondered where the hell I'd come from. You know, I just <laughs> didn't fit the mold. Um, so of course I did become a fashion designer. So yeah, I wasn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't follow their advice very closely. Yeah. Um, if, even in those days though, uh, not really that extroverted. Like I had yeah. something in me that I knew was unexpressed put it yeah. that way mm -hmm. like there was I knew I was here to shake things up I yeah. knew that an ordinary like that like you called it a one size fits all life yeah I knew that it was not for me yeah I didn't have a lot of um examples around me to to uh to show me what it could be right um, although if I've literally just remembered this second there was um there was a a woman I met and so I was still a girl actually she was a little bit older I I think this was one of my first jobs I met her so I was like 17 something like that and she was a bit older she was maybe like early 20s and mm -hmm. she was the manager of a fashion boutique and I was working in a fashion boutique like part-time while I was still going to school and she just didn't uh, she just didn't follow the rules. And she was <laughs> the first person I ever met that I thought, hmm, I want to be more like that, right? And she wasn't in jail. <laughs> no, no, she was getting away with it. People loved it. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was, there were like little signposts. But uh, to be honest, I wouldn't really say that I like stepped into my extroversion. I would really literally have to say in my 40s. Mm. It took yeah. a long time. Yeah, and so what What triggered that? Or what, um, so obviously that woman was interesting or fascinating, I would think, that she mm. was getting away with breaking the rules without, you know, and when we say breaking the rules, Carrie Ann and I both know that doesn't mean she was, you know, breaking laws. She was just not following, I forgot the word you used, yeah. to be ordinary, right? Yes. Um, she was not ordinary and people were liking it. I mean, I, th I think people are fascinated by that. They look and see, they're a little intrigued maybe, like, oh, yes. that person can be that and yeah. And it's and okay. The <laughs> sky doesn't fall in and they're not ostracized. They're not starving to death on a street corner because they decided to be different, which is kind of, I don't know, that's, I wouldn't say that's how my parents raised me, but like, that's like a wider inference from society, isn't it? It's like, yes. you don't know the line and like, you know, bad shit can happen to you. Like, <laughs> well, I like to say, because I started, you know, um, I want to say very much of what I focus on for my business is about that. When you're exquisitely aligned, you are your finest self, your most authentic mm. self. And, you know, I started doing a little research, like, why is it people aren't their authentic self? What happens? Or where did, you know, how, how do they get tamed down? Or like you say, ordinary, one size fits all, you know, it, it, what is that? So I had a, a conversation with Mark, my husband, and, and, you know, we were, I was like, you know, I'm just finding this fascinating. Like for me, it was just, this is who I am, take it or leave it. You know, there were times I tried to fit in and it didn't really quite work out for me so, in so many different ways that uh, I realized, yeah, don't do that again. Cause it, it, it almost hurts, you know what I mean? To like squeeze into that box. But so I started doing some psychological research online, right? My, mm -hmm. my friend Google. And, you know, it, when I looked at it, it goes back centuries. I mean, this is something yeah. not just, you, you, you know, your mom and dad trying to keep their, their baby safe, you know? Um, and I'm guessing they did the same with your sister. Yes. Mm, like yeah. very much, yeah. you know, uh, I, I, I'm laughing so much about feet on the ground, head out of the clouds. It's like, no, I want both, right? You know, 
Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I like to hang out in the clouds. I've been told a couple of times you need to come out of the clouds, Gina, and we need to ground you, like physically right. ground you. Let's get back on the yoga mat and figure that out or put your feet in the sand and bury them for a few minutes. Um, but, you know, the clouds are so lovely. It's just a really sweet, yeah. divine place yes. to live. You I, know? I love the point you've just made, Gina. It's like both. Have yeah. both. Yeah, We don't have to pick. We don't have to put ourselves no. in a box and just like be one or the other because obviously we do need, you know, we do need to be grounded and we yes. do need to take care of day-to-day stuff and have, you know, and be responsible. Mm. But we've got to be able to fly as well. Oh, absolutely. And, and and I just feel like there it's limitless. What you can do, what you can yeah. be, who you can serve, how you can serve the world, it, it's just absolutely um, limitless where in the box, it's, it, you know, it's dark, it's um, mm. and it's hard to breathe. It's hard to expand. It's hard to stretch. You know, it feels yeah. uh, restrictive. There's so many things like even my body is just aching and thinking about that. You know, <laughs> it's like, no, I want to be long and tall yeah. and. You know, and also the visibility, right? When you're in the clouds, I mean, think about how mm. you can see who you're serving and what you're doing. Um, yeah. yeah. So, like, the visibility thing is, mm-hmm. like, when you're in the clouds, okay, like, it's it's double-edged, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because you can see for miles. You can – your right. visibility actually is, like, whoa, like, this is great. But you are also highly visible. Right, yes. And, and uh, and can that make you a target? Yeah, it can. You know, that's like a reality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, can you um, can you inspire others? So right. you know, earlier when I was talking about, there weren't a lot of examples around me, mm-hmm. and and I think that that is certainly an experience that many of us have had growing up, not with ex like feeling something, feeling pulled, but not having examples around us that we can say, oh, yes, it's that, it's that. And it does, I think, take you a bit longer to kind of work it out on your own. And it's interesting to me that in different ways, but we have both ended up taking a stand as an example or as an inspiration really more for other people to say, oh, yeah, I could do that, but I would obviously I would do it my way. Absolutely. Giving them that permission by by using the thing we had to kind of perhaps, well, I did have to struggle more to be visible for sure. Yeah. So what was I think I I took you away from answering one of the questions about what, so was there a turning point or what, I think mm-hmm. you said it was in your forties, what pushed you or how, or did you have an example or did it just feel right? Like, how did that, how did that happen? Because you're, I think the third person in a row who has told me, uh, mm-hmm. or actually fourth pod, they were all podcasters. One is a, a, sorry, one is a live radio show. All told me they were introverts. And I just thought, okay, so you got in front of a camera, a microphone, like how does that happen? I just, I don't understand it. Maybe there's hope for my husband, the introvert, (laughs) you know, as he's turning 60 this year, maybe he'll become an extrovert. I don't know. Maybe I should get him his own show. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I don't, I don't. mm, All right. So I have for me, Mm. actually, I was going to say, I have a theory, like this just happened to me. That's actually the truth. Um, So I don't, I was acting in a more introverted way and now I act Mm. in a more extroverted way. I Mm. actually, part of me suspects I've always been extroverted, but didn't know how to follow through. But that's okay. a possibility. But there literally, there was kind of a moment, you know, when, when we're asked to like pull a moment out of life. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of in a way you can't because all these different dominoes yeah. with each it's other. And, yeah. But it, it does coalesce to a, a moment. And I was at, uh, I was at a personal development conference in Cancun, Mexico. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it was pivotal. 
and uh, and it, there were a couple of hundred people there, and I was asked to kind of be in the leadership group for the conference, and I was. And I think I'm going to circle back to this. I was there on my own. So the opportunity to go and to be in leadership um, happened quite quickly. Mm-hmm. And I still had three young children at the time. Mm. Like, so I think my, my youngest was just three. And, and someone had to stay home. And this time, unusually, it wasn't me. So I was the one that flew mm-hmm. off and my husband, Richard, Um, stayed home with the three children Mm. and so I flew over there and um and I can literally remember it's this gorgeous little bijou resort um and it was like really it was little and so yummy and gorgeous the thing about that that's important is the conference room was really close to the elevators Mm. and so I was I was way out of my comfort zone. I could barely breathe for having to, because I was, you know, chatting to people and, you know, welcoming them and showing them, you know, like giving them confidence. And it wasn't something that I was well-versed in, like this kind of, so I would do it for about 20 minutes. And then it was like a one-minute walk to the elevators. I would take the elevator up to my room and I'd go into my bathroom and I'd splash cold water on my face <laughs> and go, carry on, you can do this, you can do this. And I would go back down again, right? And so <laughs> what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And, and, and I just had the best time, right? And everybody thought I was just just this confident woman that just knew like exactly her place in the world. And I got through it that way. And, and it's so funny, but I learned I could do it. And I think that I'm a learned extrovert. Like I just, oh. so that was really, yeah, that was my pivotal moment. Like if I hadn't been to the elevator, I don't know what would have happened. Well, that's, I mean, so many things. What I love about you, Carrie Ann, is that, well, so many things. I won't, I won't go into them. I think you know, because I try to often tell you what they are. But as a visual person, I love the way you are able to give such, you know, detailed and crisp visuals of what this would look like and feel like. And, and so that's making me laugh so hard that I'm crying. And thank you for ruining my makeup. (laughs) But, um, The other thing is that I'm laughing because I can't even fathom that. For me, human beings, lovely human beings, I I have to, uh, uh, happy people. Um, And they don't have to be like jumping for joy, happy. But like if somebody is really angry or miserable and they want to make other people feel that way, that that to me is toxic personally. It sucks the the living day life, the sunshine out of me. But for me, you know, I'm, I'm picturing my husband being like you, you know, in that situation. But for me, I'm the exact opposite. I'm, I love meeting people like, oh my gosh, another two more people are entering, you know, like, oh, two new friends. And, and, you know, Mark always is like, you're just insane. I, I, uh, you know, I'm not a crack addict, but I think that's probably how I feel <laughs> about humans is that it's like this um, over uh, like the energy of like meeting new people is just so thrilling to me because I think I, I love learning, but I don't like watching the news or reading the newspaper. Um, for me, it's learning through people. Like I find people fascinating, just like we were talking about you started in the UK. Um, in Australia, you're in the UK, you know, and uh, recently I was thinking to myself, oh my God, this is the third place. Cause I was thinking, wait, how do I know that person again? You know? And I was like, wait, was it New York or Charlotte? Mm-hmm. Now I'm in California, you know? So it's like these people that I met over different times in my life, not, not a close friend, an acquaintance. That's why I couldn't remember like, where do I know them from and where are they currently living? But it's like, I think that's why for me, moving was easy to mm. move because it's like fascinating new people. And, yes. and you know, the West Coast thinks a bit differently than the East Coast. The Southeast thinks differently than the Northeast. You know what I mean? Like there's different influences yeah. on um, 
ethnicities. Uh, you know, New York was such a melting pot. I thought all over the United States was mm. like that. And I got to Charlotte and I was like, oh, wow. You know, people thought I was from a different country. I was like, <laughs> no, from, you know, like, no, everybody has like, you know, there's light hair, dark hair, light skin, mm -hmm. dark skin, light eyes, dark eyes, in, yeah. all in between. But I realized very quickly that is, is not the same. So when you left, you know, when you left the UK, uh, that was before you were in your in your 40s, correct? That was before the can. Yeah, because you had your kids. I, I was already here. Yeah. So yeah. So was that scary? Not being in, you know, not being fully out as an extrovert, leaving your home country and, and to all new people, all new, you know, uh, flavors. All leaving new Australia things. to come to the UK. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I, I So I, I had a, I came because, well, I came because of a man, like, why else did you move 10,000 miles across the planet? Well, actually, lots of really good reasons that didn't occur to me at the time. Um, should have done it under my own steam, but there you go. That's what happened. Um, I, and I didn't, I thought I'd be here for a couple of years. It's not like I didn't, um, actually, so that's interesting. You know how I said before about the dominoes? Yeah. I've just like, I see another domino. So when yeah. I got here, um, Obviously, I had a young child, and so I didn't have my circle of friends that I left behind yeah. in Australia. Right. And I was had a really great, really close circle of friends that were like amazing women, and I was yeah. I didn't want to leave them. I came yeah, over here it's hard a family, um, and I had to I had to make friends because I had a little kid, <laughs> and over here they have these things called toddler groups. Yeah, I don't know if they have them there. We call them, they didn't have I, I those in Australia. Group. Okay, like, play groups like yeah, right, yeah. yeah. But it's really organised over here because oh. back in Oz, like you just, I think they just expected you at least at the time to get on with it, go to the park, go to the beach, right. you'll meet people. But over yeah. here, it's like in winter, it's raining, and it's like you have it has to be organised and it has to be indoors. Yeah, so I staked out. 10 toddler groups in my mm. town and I went and visited all of them like it was yeah. hard work like I'd yeah. be going to like four or five a week so I could check out people and meet <laughs> them and I learned how to meet people so maybe that was like yeah. one of my steps to yeah because before that I'd already I'd always met people at work like in fashion right like you you meet a lot of people and then yeah. things shift you're in a different country but th then I just I had this um I guess it it wasn't an example, but it was a like a method that had already been planned out for me. Sure, in yeah. a way. So, yeah. and getting out of our comfort zone like that, and I'm I'm yeah. assuming it worked out beautifully. Not only for, for your side, I made all of these amazing friends, and I yeah. kind of clocked it. I like I was like, I'm pretty good at this. Like, yes, yeah, and they like me, and um. But I, it still wasn't really my time. It was like, it was, you know what? It was after I got into business for myself. Mm. And I think that in so many ways, um, I, I, I don't think it's business for everything, but there's come some kind of step up that you make to something that's really important to you that feels like yeah. something you were called to do. Mm -hmm. And you no longer have a choice about whether to step forward or not because mm -hmm. you're, your mission will die with you if you don't, you know? Like, yes, and that's exactly what Exquisitely Aligned is all about. Yes. So let's continue on that if you don't mind, because I love the way you said it. I wrote it wrote it down um, so I don't forget. But, um, you know, those callings are, for me, prior to starting the parent company, Blissed Out Fit and Feisty, right before I met mm -hmm. you, right? It, it, back in, I think, 2017, yeah. if it was that long ago. <gasps> but, I, I just love the it? day that our paths converged, darling. Yes, absolutely. I will not forget it. And um, But it was like this nagging mm -hmm. of tossing and turning at night. Like, yeah, I got my to-do list done, right? 
of what I needed to do for the family, what I needed to do for the house, uh, what I needed to do financially for the family, um, food, this, that, and the other thing, yeah. teaching yoga, teaching paddle boarding, you know, I checked everything off, but I still felt like there was something I was supposed mm -hmm. to be doing. Yeah. And I just couldn't figure out what on earth is this, you know? And so that's how it felt for me. What about like, what was that experience for you? you and know, and I, I think you had kids. Did you, were your kid? you still have kids. Yeah. I think were your kids still young at the time? I, that's what I can't. Yes. Remember. Yeah. So when it kind of clicked, um, Celeste was three. So she's my youngest. And, and I had, so I had a three-year-old, a seven-year-old and, and an 11-year-old. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was, I guess I was just emerging, like, you know, when they get to three and suddenly you have a little bit more, yes, a, a little bit more Breathe. room to get yourself back. Yes. A little <laughs> to bit. Take, to take and a shower. <laughs> yeah. So you heard how I spaced my kids out, right? I, Mm. Not entirely intentional, but so I had been the mother of a toddler for over a decade, right? right. So if anything's going to like give you impetus to get out of your comfort zone, that's going to be one of them. Um, so I loved mothering and I was an all in mother. Mm -hmm. But after a decade of mothering a small child, I just, I did, I felt it was, I had to do something to find out who I had become in the meantime. Mm. Obviously, you know, being a parent doesn't stop you becoming who you are, but it, but it's constantly putting some other person or persons before you a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, not that it has to be that way, but often it is. And it was in my Correct. case. Especially, especially when you have three kids, you know, mm. and a spouse, I mean, it's, and you're one human being trying to sleep, eat, and then feed or care or, yes. you know, and I think you were, um, you did homeschool at some point. I don't know where you got the energy. I need your, I need your diet and your recipe book. Crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's only natural as a female to care and love in a way that is so giving. Mm that sometimes it can be, I'm going to use the word for me, depleting. I'm not mm. going to use that for you. You can, you know, I'll let you pick your own words, but that trying to sh struggling for me to find the balance of how do I, you know, how do I take care of me? Well, mm. I had an extremely ill husband with a toddler and a, a yes. kindergartner, you know, a two-year-old, a kindergartner, you know, and, um, and then somebody, like croaking in the house. So it was very, very hard to find that balance. And, and yes, that was an extreme that I hope most people don't ever experience. Uh, I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but I still feel like it's the same. E even if somebody, it, yes. even if everyone's healthy, I only had two kids. Can't imagine having three, you know, and then uh, families who have four or, or six or I don't know, 12, I was going to say. But <laughs> you know, <laughs> I hope you train the olders then to help you with the youngers, right? Uh. Babysit, so forth. But um, yeah, I think it's only natural that you're such a loving person that I think it's only natural to do that. So I think it, I'll let you, uh, sorry, I interrupted it again. No, no, it does, it, but it does happen a lot. It's like, you know, you have that, you have that desire to nurture and to give and to, and, and if you're a driven kind of a person, like mm. if you're always trying, like I've said to my kids so many times, I'll never be perfect, but you have to know I am always trying my best that's yeah. like you that's how yeah. i'm wired right yes and so it was give 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 um and it was fabulous and i loved it but mm -hmm. there did come a time where it was um back to me and actually when i was telling you that i just remembered when i was telling you the little story about going away there was something i said i'd circle back to and i just yes. recalled it so I think the fact that I was away on my own. So I mm. wasn't a wife. I wasn't a mother. Right. I was, I was, I was a woman out 
uh, nobody knew about my family, particularly uh -huh. like yeah. nobody knew me, but they didn't know me as wife, mother, Carrie Ann. Right. Right. And so it gave me, it gave me a situation where I gave myself permission to just be me. Okay. And mm -hmm. like, and going through the fear and all the rest of it. Right. Um, but one of the things that is kind of, it is interesting to me is uh, my now ex-husband, we are very happily divorced from each other and, you know, we're yeah. friends, and but I'm very, we're, I'm happily divorced. Um, and he is just this, I call him the all singing, all dancing man. He is just Mr. Mr. Extrovert. And he, he was always, you know, it was like people say, ah, oh, you know, that guy, it's like, ah, oh, he's a, He's a one-off and he was just, he was that guy. When I met him, I was fascinated by him because I'd never met someone so kind of out there and extroverted. But what can happen mm. is especially if you don't have your sea legs with your own kind of presence and right. visibility is it's very easy to step into a kind of a, a, a supportive role. And yeah. I was, I was Mrs. kind of, you know, half interesting in the background and he was Mr. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And, and I think that, that moment that I stepped out and, and I just, it's like all bets were off. I was, I was in a different country. It was yeah. know, different place, different situation, new people. And I could just, you know, Oh, who do I want to be in this moment? And actually, <gasps> Carrie Ann came through for me. Thank you. And I, I like to call that, uh, being, you know, in a relationship or in a home with a limelight lover. Yes. And when they, when they want that or when they need or crave or, uh, appreciate the limelight and we're a giving person, then we are there with the big, you know, the big light, you know, like over here. Yeah. Oh, you were going over there. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Down. Okay. Yeah. You know, Is this like my best become, side, darling. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we become, we've become the lighting crew and, um, and, yeah. and serve in a, in a supportive way and take the, you know, be behind the scenes or the backstage, mm. um, you know, and I, was not around when my husband was growing up, but now looking back at his parents and things that he's learned since, you know, that's the role his mother played. Um, mm. And, you know, I don't know that that's the role she wanted to play. I, from the things that we've seen and letters that we've found, it sounds like it really wasn't the role she was hoping for when, no. when she was attracted to him, like you're saying that, yeah. That, that attraction of like, wow, that's in fascinating. He's mm. so extroverted. He is, you know, um, doesn't mind being seen, heard, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think a lot of people, I shouldn't say a lot. I think this happens often is what I want to mm. say. I think and that's it, it, it can be with right. a child. I've met families where, you know, there was one star child mm. who was um the tennis you know thought to be the next right. you know fill in the blank yes and um the whole family of four this was a friend of a friend um the whole family of four revolved around this one child and i came home and i said to my husband and he goes i know what you're gonna say you know <laughs> you could feel that i was like this is, you know, I tried changing the subject. Um, you know, what, what do you like to do? Where do you vacation? Oh, all of our vacations are around her oh. tennis tournaments. Are they called tournaments? Whatever games, you know. Um, and I just felt bad for the other, the younger daughter. Mm. Um, I also felt like, in my opinion, it's the parents place to, you know, like you were saying to your children, I'm, I'm not going to be perfect. Right. And I always mm -hmm. say, I'm never going to win the mother of the year award because I never put my name in the hat. I'm not trying to be the mother mm -hmm. of the year. I am really here to show you how to be the best you can be and be happy and fulfilled and, 
and contribute to society at the same time. You know, I'm not going to be the one making your sandwiches and giving mm-hmm. you cookies and sweets and writing a little note. I was never that mom. I didn't, uh, you know, it didn't start off that way because I had a very ill husband and I was falling apart myself. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's it can be hard when somebody needs more but I love the fact that you were away and took that opportunity to not walk around and say, I am so-and-so's wife. I am the mother. Mm. And you know what? That brings up a point that I think needs to be spoken about. I always feel like whatever comes yeah. is what what the universe wants expressed or the creator, however you want to see it. But for me, it was frustrating when I started using Facebook and found that people's profile picture was of their animal or their children mm. and not of themselves. It's like, I don't know what your dog looks like. So I, I should I accept <laughs> this friend request? You know? And I really don't know how, or is this, a, is this a fake dog? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Am I being scammed? What is going on here? Um, and I, I still yeah. have had a few friend requests recently that, you know, the header was a beautiful sunset, which I love. And then the the photo was of a pet. And I thought, mm-hmm. I'm not even sure I know who this person is. And, you know, how much time am I going to have to take to scroll through to see if there is even a photo of them? Yeah. And I, I feel like we are called to appear because if we don't, the world is missing that nugget of who Carrie Ann Cartmer Edwards is. And um, so to think that you were told to be ordinary (laughs) and, you know, keep your head out of the clouds is is just a little bit, um, you know, heartbreaking. Well, I'm not very good Um, at following orders, though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and so what, like, do you have any tips for somebody who has been following the rules or, you know, Mm. following orders or like, how would you suggest that maybe they, you know, kind of experience or play with, you know, breaking free besides going to Mexico (laughs) and taking a leadership role near an elevator, you know? Yeah. Crazy stuff, isn't it? Um, Well, I guess, you know, the thing is, um, and I, I think we know this is you have, first of all, you have to, you have to feel it calling you. Like if you don't feel it calling you, then, uh, then you won't, you're not going to be listening to us today anyway. So, right. um, and I, I think that, so it's, it's been a very, interesting journey for me. I think that, you know, they say that most people, uh, like they used to say, like you, people teach what they most need needed to learn. Mm -hmm. And I think that, uh, I think that was said in a kind of a negative way in past times, but I think there's a really great kernel of truth to it is what we're learning. If, if we become fascinated by it and we become excited by it and excited by how far we've come Mm -hmm. in you know, in, in mastering some of the steps of that thing that feels important to us. Of course, we want to, we want to help others. We want to mm-hmm. share what we've learned and pay it forward. And I think that in order to be able to do that, in order to be able to lift other people up. And I think that, yes. you know, we feel that need. It's like you do have to, at some point, there's going to come a time where you know that you've got to, like, pull on your big girl panties and do it. So the calling is there. It's it's pulling you towards it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that in – so what I do now in my work Mm -hmm. is I show people, I guess, the ways in which I call it – um, so I, I work with entrepreneurs. So this is mm-hmm. not a conversation about entrepreneurs. And so I call it for them uncovering no. your unfair advantage. Right, but what right. it really is, is uncovering your secret source. 
and mm-hmm. everybody has a secret source. Absolutely. Right? Like it's, it's, it's you. It's your history, your passion, mm-hmm. your mission, mm-hmm. your, um, all the situations you've been in, right. the experiences, the fact that you did French at high school instead of German. Like it yeah. all, it all adds up and, and, and you, become this unique individual there's never ever been another one just like you on the planet and there never will be and Mm -hmm. stepping into that and embracing it and going okay yes i am not perfect i am always trying but i am unique and if i don't if i don't put myself out into the world then the world misses out on this thing that only I have. Mm-hmm. And it's not, um, it's not in a way of like, Oh, nobody else is going to be as good as at it as me. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just, I'm here for a reason. Right. And this is the reason I'm really going to step up. Yes. Yes. And so I just had a conversation with Arnie in Thailand, um, last week and he was saying exactly that, that, mm-hmm. you know, it goes beyond just being us. And I think from that big heart that you were speaking about, uh, us wanting to help people, there's a different way of helping people and being that example, like you're talking about and helping your entrepreneurs shine and own their, what I like to call exquisiteness, uniqueness, authenticity, yes. whatever the, there's, you know, uh, you know, a diff- many different ways we can describe it. And it has to be come from you, what that feels like, right? Because it's, it's your own. But um, when we do that, I feel like we, like you were talking about earlier, that visual of the head in the clouds, we become visible, right? Mm-hmm. We have that great visibility as we can look down and see the bigger picture of it's not just your three kids or my two kids, my two dogs and my elderly cat, you know what I mean? And Mark sitting there, but it's, it goes beyond our home. It goes beyond our city. I mean, I love when I read, you know, your bio, it's the world over. And I agree with that completely because I remember years ago, decades ago, when I started uh, practicing yoga and then moved into teaching, um, I don't remember where, but the statistics show that we influence each of us, you know, touch 10,000 lives in our one lifetime. Mm-hmm. So it's beyond the walls of, of our home or our, you know, extended family. It goes far beyond because as you help your entrepreneur shine, right? She, I, I think you're mostly with women, but I know you do work with many smart men who know to hire you. Um, and, you know, she then goes out and touches uh, however many people. Yes. So it's this cascading effect of, you know, we're here more than just to feed ourselves and, you know, travel, listen to music, drink bubbly and share lipstick tips, right? In Marrakesh, no, but you know, it, it goes far I'm beyond still my beating heart. Yes, yes, but it goes so far beyond. And I think that one thing I love about the work you do and the work I do is that they are very similar in the effect of helping people understand that sometimes helping someone else doesn't look the way we think it is. It doesn't have to be holding that spotlight and letting yes. that one person shine. Yeah. Because really, when we both shine, that's when we light the way for others versus just one person's out there shining. And yes. if we if we have the ability to touch 10,000 lives, then why not both of us be, you know, or that family of four with the one daughter yes. shining? You know, why not all four of you shine yes. and think about, you know, how you're influencing I love know. what you're saying, Gina. That's well, thank you, my dear friend. That is <laughs> so powerful. Like we, it, it is incumbent upon all of us to shine. Like that's yeah. if if we want to make a difference, which I believe that we all think we Correct. all are here to make a difference. Yes. You know, there's a there's a reason we're here, and it's going to take all of us shining. Yes. <laughs> to make the change that we want to see in the world, right? Yes, yes, most definitely. And so 
I'd like to, if you have a moment, to talk about what it's like when, because I loved when you said when you're that visible, right, from the clouds. Um, I just had an experience recently where I shared something in a, in a group, a Facebook group, and the responses I got were more negative than positive mm. of something I had worked months on. And it was a finished project, you know, and I opened that can of worms, you know, I call it crowdsourcing your confidence by right. asking, what do you think, you know? Right. And I realize now that I shouldn't have asked, what do you think? I should have just said, I'm so excited to announce that this baby right. is now born. It took four and a half months and just wanted to share it with you because I know as we're all entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. I know as entrepreneurs, you know, it's like a proud moment when we get to release our little, you know, or yes. display our little baby to the world. So here I am announcing it. But I realized very quickly that I did something that goes completely against it being exquisitely aligned, which was I asked, what do you think? And right. I got responses that didn't feel good. They felt like arrows into my heart because, again, this is my baby. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's it's a brand video. It's it's not a, a, a real baby. But, um, you know, and it so how have you ever had any experiences? And I'll, I'll leave you with. My kids one time told me years ago when I started as an entrepreneur, this was, I think, before I met you, but um, I had gotten some really not nice uh, responses on Facebook to an ad I was running and my kids started singing, you know, mom, haters are going to hate, hate, hate. You know? <laughs> so, so I was yeah. being parented on the beach while on vacation in Hilton Head by my That's two kids good. about you know, what it feels like when you are in the clouds and that there are going to be some people. So, you know, I said, yeah, Taylor Swift was on to something there. Right. But um, have you ever had any experiences and, and what would you you know, what were your takeaways from that? I mean, I had a good uh, hearty chuckle from my kids. So now anytime mm -hmm. I feel that way, I hear the two of them singing for me. Um, but, you know, being in the clouds, I loved when you said that, that visibility mm -hmm. does um, bring out sometimes some people who might, you know, I look at you, Carrie Ann, and I see a brilliant woman who is not only, you know, brilliant in the brain, but very talented and gifted. And you own that and you show up beautifully, you know, you're sparkling, you, you, you wear your red lipstick, which you know, I'm a fan of, and you always have exquisite jewelry. Your hair is always done. And sometimes I have to say it, it's not typically men, but sometimes women may come it, it, you know, I want to say, I don't know, is it jealousy? Is it competition? I, is yeah. it, uh, I don't, I don't know that they wake up in the morning and think I'm going to try and bring Carrie Ann out of the clouds and knock her down. I don't think that, but I wonder like, you know, what goes through their mind maybe and how to, more so, how does it feel for you? Have you ever had that? Yeah. Well, I, 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 it is in, it's interesting. I think I'm going to segue off a, a little bit here because, um, I think that people are, people can feel a little bit, um, unsure about people who are, are really themselves. It's like, mm -hmm. I'm not sure what the psychology behind it is. So I think that it, it can feel a bit uncomfortable for people. Mm -hmm. And I do mm -hmm. think that people have sometimes a bit of a knee-jerk reaction to stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm in mind, and only because I talked about it, I guess it's come back into my head. When I first arrived in the UK and I'm stalking toddler group for friends, right? <laughs> and, I, and I found these two gals who I just really liked. They were just really bubbly and they were funny. They used to banter together and, like, they were, they were clever and funny. And I thought, right, they're going to be my friends. And, um, and, and years later, I found out that between themselves, they were saying, Oh, like that woman with the red lipstick, she just keeps hanging about. She wants to be our friend, but I'm not sure about her, but I won them over. Right. Of but, course. So it's not like they, di they didn't want to be my friend, but I was just a little, I was a little different, you know, yeah. I was 
I was wearing my red lipstick. Like when I say that I came out, it's not like I was ever a wallflower in the in the early days. I just like stepped into me. But, you know, it, I was a little bit out of their comfort zone. And I think sometimes people do it for that yeah. reason. Um, some people are just mean. It makes them feel better to... <laughs> to run someone else down. Um, but there's a lovely saying, I don't know where it comes from, but mm -hmm. I think I literally have it on my Facebook header at the moment. And, um, and it says you will shine too brightly for some people. Yes. They're not your people. It's as simple as that. They are not right. your people. Just find your people. You right. know, that's, if that's part of, my mission in the world is to connect people with their people. That's yes. all. Like we just want to yeah. be around people that, that like us, that get us, that mm -hmm. make us, you know, smile, that lift right. us up. Like look for those people in your life. Be those people for other people. It's like, exactly. again, it's all shining, isn't it? And some mm -hmm. people uh, like have a, a, like they glow. Mm -hmm. And some people, you know, have got all the the lights shooting off like a disco ball, <laughs> and they're both good. <laughs> but be with your people, but shine. Right. Right. Whatever way feels comfortable for you, shine. Yeah. Yes. And it's been so I don't even remember if I finished the thought earlier about the research that I was doing after I was asking Mark, you know, what is it about, you know, being told to be ordinary or a fit in the box mm -hmm. of the one size fits all. And the psychology came back that it's about it goes back to tribes mm -hmm. and keeping people safe. I mean, really safe, safe from yes. Uh, intruders safe from people yes. who were trying to steal your land, your gardens, your yeah. your mountains, your hills, your, you know, everything that you owned. Um, and so once I realized that it was like, wow, okay, this is, yeah, this, this runs is not deep. something. Yeah, it is deep. It's long lasting. It's um, part of our nature to, like you were just saying, find your people I know people call it tribes. I don't usually use that word. I don't think you do either, but find your, finding your people that do, you know, like me, I say people inspire me. It's like crack. I love it. But, you know, finding those people and the way to it, which you alluded to, or maybe you even stated, uh, cause I get so excited when I listen to you is that when we do come out and, in full force as our authentic self, as our exquisite self, as our unforgettable self, we, um, we quickly attract those people. It's like, yeah. you know, you, you, you are visible. You are in the clouds. People see you. They come towards you, mm -hmm. you know, like the two moms, you know, like, Hey, she's hanging around. We're a little intrigued, but you know, we're not understanding why is she wearing red lipstick to play group or well, what we call play group, you know, but, um, and it's like, well, you know, honestly, when you wear red lipstick, I did research on that too. When you wear lipstick, people can, hear you better. It's actually been proven Ooh, that earrings, earrings and lipstick, lip gloss, whatever you want to wear, keep the visual between instead mm -hmm. of looking up at the eyes, they look here at the mouth. And yes, I worked in the jewelry business. That was one of our pitches. Yes. Nice. Um, <laughs> I love it. But, but um, you know, it, in public speaking, obviously, if you're a female, and I'm not saying you have to wear red lipstick, but, you know, any kind of lip gloss, um, mm -hmm. people are more likely to look at your lips and be able to hear what you're saying better. That's so so interesting. Isn't, isn't that funny? Yeah. Because what is it? Seven percent of what we hear, uh, you know, what we absorb from somebody is the spoken word. It's mm -hmm. more about um, the essence of how they're, you know, uh, what's the word? Your body language and so mm -hmm. forth. But uh, yeah, so there we'll promote some red lipstick today. But um, you know, it's it's fascinating. So how do you like even with your children? Have you ever had to give them advice of you know them them being seen and maybe somebody is not on board, let's say, or not being so polite with a comment, whether on 
social media or in person mm-hmm. or in behind the scenes? Have you ever had that with you or your kids? I, I guess uh, I'm just trying to think in a way, I don't know if you, you can't really counter that. I don't think you, <laughs> you can, you can right. like say anything logical that will help in that situation. But what I've always done, and I know you do too, is, and I do this not just for my kids, but for everyone. I just, I just tell people how freaking awesome they are. Like, right. It's not, it's not like don't listen to the other people because they don't know what they're talking about. It's like, I just say, oh, they clearly don't get it because you are so freaking amazing. I can't believe that you are in my life. Yeah. And it's like, that's actually what they need to hear is if you've got yeah. one person who totally is all in on you, then mm-hmm. it's like the other people. They're just not your people. Well, and I think the the other people like you, Carrie Ann, who are saying, wow, Celeste is, you know, let's use your daughter. Celeste is phenomenal. They're not always saying it, you know what I mean? But they're thinking it and they're feeling it. Yeah. So the percentage of people who might be saying something that's not so beautiful or polite or or thrilling and energizing, uplifting, I think it's very small. And mm-hmm. so I try to remember that, you know, oftentimes it's usually not us, it's something else, you know? And um, yes, but the, having those cheerleaders or the person who says, mm-hmm. you know, remember, I think you're phenomenal and I can't imagine not having you next to me or beside me on this journey in life or whatever that is, or to be able to call you a friend. Um, so that's phenomenal. So Carrie Ann, I want to pick a card from the opening to possibilities oh. deck, which you know very well. Yeah. And so I shuffled them a little bit more. And although I just came back from Vegas for a business trip, I am definitely never going to be a dealer because, um, <laughs> I'm not very good at shuffling, but I did shuffle them earlier and I'm just going to shuffle them a little more again because I know I, I don't do a, a Vegas shuffle as you can see I'm dropping them, but um, I'm going to just push through and you just tell me when to stop and I'll pull out the card. Okay. Now. Okay. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, wrong way. This way. Gusto. Hey, gusto. <laughs> I like it. It, it. And I think that that definitely um, speaks to who you are, because I think you live with gusto and help others bring out their gusto in, in, mm. in a way to be visible. So it says live each day with gusto. I'm going to read you three questions. You can answer one or more, whatever you like, or you could change it up completely. Um, mm. So live each day with gusto. Do you live fully? How do you make each moment count? What is one thing you can do today to live more fully? Mm, okay. Do I live fully? Uh, oh, I want to give you an honest answer. Like, so this is, this is interesting. Do I live fully? Obviously, I'm fully alive. Uh, yeah. And, but there are moments in life, isn't it? So, uh, like, don't be down on yourself if you're, like, if you're not, you know, if you're not the disco ball while you're cooking dinner, <laughs> um, that's okay, right? If you are the disco ball while you're cooking dinner, can you make my dinner? <laughs> I'll give you my address. I'll pay you. <laughs> um, so, uh, like, be fully in, like, being fully in a moment. Like, mm-hmm. there are there are times to uh, be more contained, and there are times to be louder. There are mm-hmm. times when you're uh, doing something that needs to get done and there are times when you have to step up on stage into the spotlight and mm-hmm. dazzle and they're, they're all good times. So living fully yes. is judging the quality that you need in that moment to show up with fully present. So yeah. fully present has nuance, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of nuance mm-hmm. to it. So do I live fully? Yes, I live fully. I'm convinced of that. I agree. <laughs> um, do I make, I try, I try and make the most of every opportunity that is given to me. Mm-hmm. I try and look 
at every day and every experience and every little thing that comes to me. I try and look at it with fresh eyes and excitement. Like, you know, hand me the rose-colored glasses. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And it's such Um, a healthy thing. I think sometimes – I know I was – I was, uh, I was put down for wearing rose colored glasses and I was like, Oh, I think they're fabulous. You know, and I think, I think being able to see those opportunities and opening yourself up to them is, um, how you've become so successful in, in every facet of your life. And I'm not just talking about your business, but as a, as a mother, as a daughter, as, you know, all the different things that you do in the world. Um, because I've liked watching you over the years as to, you know, how you show up and the opportunities you step into that kind of stretch you in a way, right? Challenge you to find the elevator or sprinkle water on your face. But you know what I mean? Like, because they're not always comfortable, right? But they are, in the end, they prove to be um, I want to use the word amazing, but it's it, that's so downplayed. Yeah. They, but it's, it's life changing. It's exciting to find out what you're capable of, isn't it? Gina? Yes, yes. And that that is like when you were talking earlier about being a crack addict. It's like yeah. that. That is like crack cocaine. Is yeah. like finding out what you're capable of. That's like mm-hmm. oh, that like that gets you out of bed in the morning. Yes. And it, it's a reason, uh, to be alive in yoga. There was a yogi who said like hundreds of years ago, if you're not, you know, going to wake up and learn something new, discover something new about yourself, then there's no reason to be alive, you know? And so it's, it's not always about getting it right. And like you said, being perfect, but exploring what you know, what brings you joy, what leads you to feeling that gusto that of life, of, of, of being you, you know, when you pass the mirror and being like, wow, I learned how to jump out of an airplane today. I'm not going to say that, but you know what I mean? Like, so, and did you want to do the last one too? The last question. Tell me what the last one was again. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, no, yeah, do, you, do you live fully? How do you make each moment count? What is one one thing you can do today to live more fully. Oh, what's one thing you can do today to live more fully? Gosh. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, you might have stumped me. That's something yeah. will come. Something well, will you, come. Were, you appeared today in the United States, so um, that that's a, a fun thing. But um, yes, it is fun. It, I, actually, I, I've I just yeah. it just came to me. Do something like this. So go and hang out with one of the coolest people you know and mm. and just have their energy around them just like I am doing with you at the moment. Amazing yeah. woman. Like that's something you can really do. Yes. And, and well, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart because you know what, how I feel about you. But it's, um, I think, even recently, Mark and I were talking about you know, life kind of changed after 2020 for, I think, a lot of people. And so bringing that to light right now is is beautiful because I, I have had conversations recently with new friends here in California. And they said, you know, before 2020, we had plans almost every night. We knew who we hung out with, you know, on a Thursday, once a month. Uh, beginning of the month, we saw these friends from the club and we did this on that day. And and she said, and now we find we're like comfortable at home, which I'm not saying don't be comfortable at mm-hmm. home because I'm all about having a sacred space that that um, supports you. And like you were talking about earlier, that balance of knowing when to be the disco ball and when to cull it down. If we're always the disco ball, then I think we're exhausted mm-hmm. and maybe even falling apart, you know, mm-hmm. um, because it, it's you have to take that disco ball down and, and shine it up every once in a while, right? And turn yeah. it off and, right. you yeah. know, and so finding that balance and so forth and and coming out of the house maybe or connecting via the internet yeah. to uh, have a cup of tea or and share a, a conversation like this yeah. uh, is just so energizing. So I, I appreciate you. I appreciate the, the compliment and... I do believe that that is something I I love that you gave a voice to this morning because I think it does need to be heard 
that we need to come out and, and do those things again. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you on so many levels, Carrie Ann. Um, and thank you so much for stepping out of your comfort zone in many different ways to help others shine brilliantly. And for the entrepreneurs like myself who have worked with you um, to be able to establish, you know, and set myself apart from others of the sea of sameness, you know, um, I think is something I'll ever be indebted to you for because it's, it's something I value tremendously is being able to appear in a way that's different. And I can even just say from a business card, I'm not talking about all the things that you have. I'm glad. I'm so glad you found me and I'm so (laughs) proud of the work we did together. But I would say to anybody trying to um, make you like fit the mold, good Mm -hmm. luck with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not so (laughs) the feisty side kind of comes out, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, We're a, a beautiful so, match, my darling, and I'm, I'm so I'm so very grateful to have you in my life. And thank, thank you. you for uplifting my day with this beautiful this beautiful meeting as well. Thank you. And so um, you can find Carrie Ann's information below, and I encourage you highly to connect with her. You know, just click on the link. And Carrie Ann, I think that you might have um, an. Uh, an offer. Do you have uh, something they can sign up for on your website? I forgot to ask you that before. Currently, I'm just about to launch a very exciting retreat. So if they kind of like get in my world, like find me on Facebook or not really on Instagram that much. I'm a Facebook kind of a gal. Friend me up because I'd love to be connected. And that way you can find out what I'm up to. Yes. And I would highly recommend that because I know little bits and pieces of what's coming up. And uh, let me just say, it's very exciting um, and colorful and shiny and brilliant. And with, uh, I would say, life-changing things for your business, uh, offers for your business and allowing you to soar in a way that maybe you haven't yet And if you are soaring, it can take you even higher so that you are even up higher in the clouds. So thank you, Carrie Ann, for being who you are and showing up beautifully and brilliantly just the way you do every day for all of us. And um, and being that example that we so often need in our lives Um, and following you on Facebook is just one way of being able to see that and being inspired each and every day. So thank you. Thank you. I greatly appreciate it.